This is Golden slash FRH with Kyle slash K Blaze in the building, actually in the dining room. And we are here with for what is actually our first real podcast episode, I would say. You know what I mean? Because like the first one was just like an intro, and this one we actually got a podcast to talk about. So uh it was dope because we were actually debating on how do we choose which podcast to start with and like k blaze like tell them how we like went through that process bro like it was it was a little wild uh basically um we actually went out on social media we reached out to a lot of people and we were just like yo what kind of podcast are you interested in i mean on your daily commute what are you listening to what kind of podcast do you like i mean just throw out some names and we ended up with like a list of about 70 to 80 podcasts of like varying topics man you we know asked, why right because people love people, podcasts well i mean more than that man we ask different type of people too you know what I'm that's saying? true i mean in honestly, other words we ask white people that them too you know those are saying? different kind of people that's the thing. I mean, if we, I mean, we, we're trying to, we're trying to do a wide range of demographics here, you know. Yep. I mean, it's not like we're just going to listen to, you know, current events podcasts or sports podcasts or, or anything like that. We're just trying to branch out a little bit more. And yeah, and we, we, you know, it, it was cool because we, we got like so many different kind of podcasts, and it opened up other discussions, but. Essentially, when it came to us choosing one to actually listen to, I wanted to make sure it was one that both of us were not familiar with. And um, I think we chose one that was certainly worth listening to and one that's going to generate a lot of conversation here in this podcast because uh, some of these things that were talked about are things that I feel like many, many uh, people can relate to. But before we get into the actual podcast itself, what were you doing? What was your state of mind at that time when you were listening to this podcast? Uh, first and foremost, um, the name of the podcast is Deadass. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. So the name of the the uh, podcast was dope, but I didn't even understand the name at first. I, I just was like, I don't know. It looks fun. Something with ass, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what it was talking about, but then I got it. So it was obviously like a New York-centric podcast, but fuck all that. What were you doing? What was going on in your life 
when you were listening to that podcast? I mean, at that point, I, I was and still am married. And I mean, that, that'll be important information. Key difference later. between Golden and Kyle. Yeah. So I'm single as a motherfucker. Yeah. And man. he's married as a motherfucker. That happens. And he got a whole baby. Whole one. Who happens to be my goddaughter. And I love her. Yeah, man. She's still warming up them. You know, (laughs) but ultimately, uh, you know, just kind of peek behind the curtain. One thing that we do, man, we try to listen to five or six episodes of each of these podcasts before we review them. That way we have a good idea of, you know, what the podcast is about. I mean, if you can't get that in five or six episodes, that's not our issue, man. That's the issue of the podcast. Your podcast is trash. Yeah, man. If we listen to six episodes and we have no idea what your podcast is about or it's that much different from like the six episodes before it, I mean, you know, that's that's a branding issue, man. That's yeah. a that's a content well, issue. Well, it's all good because we're just going to come on here and shit on your podcast. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, basically. But- maybe your people will get mad at us and, you know what I mean? It's all good. Yeah, but, uh, you know, either way, and I was listening to six of these podcasts and I didn't listen to them all at once, man. I was in my commute. I was at work. I was working out. There's a lot of different things going on while I was listening to these podcasts. I can't tell you specifically what I was doing, but living life, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background about the dead ass podcast. Okay. So um, I had never heard of any of these people before. Um, what other names? It's Deval. And what's the uh, what's the girl's name? You remember? Kadeem. Kadeem. Yeah, yeah. Deval and Kadeem. And Deval uh, was actually um, formerly uh, a professional football player. And you know what I realized when about professional football players? It's almost like drug dealers who are rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfucker may have only sold drugs for like a year and like spent like. 10 years working at Target trying to get on, but he going to reflect on that one year he was fucking (laughs) selling them drugs his whole recording career. That's just like how it goes. And football players is the same way, bro. Like, motherfuckers been in the league for like two seconds, and that's all they want to talk about. Hey, hey, yo, I remember when I was traveling, I was on the team, when I was, well, regardless. So, Duvall is a former uh, player who had a... I think for the New York... Giants, I believe. I don't know which whatever squad he was on. He didn't get no PT. He, we didn't know who he was. We both fantasy football dudes, heavy, and we never had correction. 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 I'm a football dude. Correction. First. I am the fucking reigning champion. Okay, I got the belt. I should. T- I should. Bro, man, let me. Let's I'm be honest, man. This league is almost defunct. You know what saying? We, let's not we, even. After we take this break, do this, bro. I'm. I'm about to go get the goddamn belt and just wear it around. Man, this dude got his stuff up in the closet because you know he ain't earn it. Anyway, he hates the sight of it. You know what I'm saying? It makes him feel guilty. Anyway, Kadeem, I think she she does some acting. Um, I think she did some acting, but I, I think. I like what they're known for is like um, some of their social media feed. Okay. Because um, I was actually on my way up to do this podcast. I mean, obviously, I live in Charlotte. Golden lives in Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh, but I was coming up to visit and also do this podcast. And on the drive up, I, you know, kind of forced my wife to listen to it. And probably a half hour into the episode we're listening to, she's like, I know these people. 
I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, she's like, yeah, I used to follow him on Instagram. I was like, used to? She's like, yeah, man, he just seemed too happy and too perfect. I don't like him. You know, so I just stopped following him. You know what I'm saying? And, That's you know, a whole conversation right there. Yeah, and she was like, you know, the dude just kept on taking pictures of himself. She's like, yeah, he looks okay, but, I mean, he got to keep taking pictures of himself. I'm like, yo, it's just social media, man. Let him feel himself. You know what I'm saying? But basically, you know, my wife knew him, so, I mean, from social media. So, apparently, that's kind of where they blew up at. And it's also interesting that she had that response to them because the podcast actually allows them to get a little bit more vulnerable and show some of like the hardships they go through. So that's probably a better medium for her to experience them through. So she doesn't feel like they're holier than now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and she isn't disappointed that her husband doesn't have the same pecs as Duvall does. You know what I'm saying? So, Hey, man, some of us got to work, man. Other people could work in the gyms. Hey. I'm saying, like, anybody can't be, you know what I'm saying, personal trainer. And dude's a trainer, too. Yeah, he's a trainer. He got businesses, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so it was it was a good listen, but I'm more concerned with Kyle. What was your first impression when you started listening to the podcast? Here's the thing, man. When I first started listening to it, I was I was really skeptical because I'm just like, man, I'm not really trying to listen to these two people talk about their relationship, man. Because, I mean, relationships are weird, bro. Like, I mean, you've been in a long-term relationship or a long, you know, at least long enough that, you know, things get weird. And you're just like, man, you just hate hearing happy people sometimes because you're like, man, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, but after listening to it for a while, you start to realize like you know they, they it's not easy for them either to a degree though i mean because like all the hardships that they have at least over the you know five to six podcasts we listen to the hardships that they have they seem to overcome these obstacles relatively easy because they say that oh well you know we know how to communicate well we communicate well we i didn't communicate get that vibe well. I don't, that's, that's that's kind of what i got man because it's like yo man you know i wanted you to hit the gym but you didn't want to listen to me you know but you know we communicated and you know now we pay money for a training no, shit, you know bro. Saying? so, so that's <laughs> interesting we're talking about first impressions that was the first episode we listened to i think it was called bagel I don't know. It was Jim versus bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. Apparently, that's a New York thing as well. Oh, okay. I ain't know nothing about that. Another peek behind the curtain. My wife is from the Bronx. So whenever I said that to her, because first, she didn't know anything about the podcast. So when I was like, yeah, you know, we listen to this podcast called Dead Ass. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, man, he biting off a New York culture, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? He's from New York, though. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, all right, that makes sense. So I was like, yeah, the first one called Jim versus Bacon, Egg, and Cheese. And she's like, she's like, oh, that B-A-C or whatever. I'm like, no, or B-E-A-C, uh, yeah, something whatever. like that, some shit like that. And I was like, I, was like, I, I don't follow you. She's like, no, nah, that's what we call it in New York. And I was like... Word. <laughs> like, they call what bacon, egg, and cheese? No, like I mean, they, they just abbreviate it. You know uh, what I'm saying, or uh, you know what I'm saying, they they abbreviate it. So you know, they I mean, but every but apparently everyone in New York knows exactly what you're talking about. If you say these this acronym, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know you're talking about bacon, egg, and cheese. Even though she doesn't eat bacon, that's wild. Yeah, but either way, so uh, you know, I, that's I, something that I didn't know, but I, I really don't feel like. It made me a better person on that information. I mean, it didn't, man. I mean, you don't, it's not like you know anything more than you knew before we started. Like, it yeah. didn't enrich your life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, nothing about that is going to make you a better person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're still going to be bald tomorrow. But, you know, fuck this. <laughs> Y'all didn't even catch that shit, man. Fuck this nigga, man. I got, 
I got a beard. He wish he had the beard I got. Bro, I got a beard and hair on top this, of my head, bro. got one of these, <laughs> these new nigga haircuts, motherfucking joint. Look, he got like a, a fro hawk. I don't know what, what, whatever. Yo, man. this thing is getting off the rails. We're going to have to take a picture of this shit. But regardless, I didn't feel that they were um, talking about making their triumphs oversimplified at all. Like, because like, even with the the like the working out thing, it's something that like a lot of my married friends in particular, but even friends in uh, relationships, they've come across that issue because obviously, like you know, sex is an important part of a relationship. Lust is an important part of sex. So is confidence and all that kind of stuff. So like, I feel like the weight issue um, that men and women go through, like I feel that that brings a whole host of issues together and it's very sensitive thing in order to try to motivate your partner to be them best self without making their them seem or feel inadequate you know so I, I, I that first episode I was like oh man like it's real interesting how they're gonna talk about that but like when they were talking about how like, if he told her to go to the gym or do certain things, if, if he told her her to go to the gym or do certain things, she wouldn't want to do it and she would be resistant. But if her trainer told him her to do those same things, she would do it. And it was just like a different voice that she needed. I feel like that was interesting. But I feel like they came across that through a lot of hardship. They talked about all the like back and forth and she was coming off a baby. And that's a lot, like a lot of my friends, like, there that's a lot of the issue they're trying to bounce back from a baby and all that kind of stuff and they don't have the fucking wherewithal but and then they had the trainer on there too and i ain't gonna front the first thing i thought and i'm glad they talked about this in the episode was how attractive he was no (laughs) fuck you man shut up first thing i thought i was like i would not have one of my niggas training my wife, dog. That just bro, why like, is that? Yo, that's the best person to train no, your wife. That's the worst person, bro. Like, so, you, so you telling me that if if you were with a woman and I was a personal trainer, you wouldn't let me train her? I don't know, bro. What kind of? I don't know. What is dog? that? I don't know. I be seeing the way bro, these trainers. I trust you, cause no. I'd be like, no. if Amanda was like now, like, yo, man, I need to get in shape, but I'm not going to listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Put me on with Golden, cause this dude trains people to get back in shape. I'm like, all right, man, I trust this dude Golden. I know he's not going to cross the line. Holla at him. I just feel a certain way about the gym, bro. Because I just see it. Because you're not used to being there. Bro, bro, I don't go to the gym. That's true. I I, <laughs> I do insanity, okay? And, and y'all, if anybody who does insanity knows that's the realest shit ever. You know what I mean? Like, fuck the gym. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But I be seeing the way these dudes be on Instagram helping these chicks with the fucking squats. And all that. They don't do that shit with niggas. You ever notice that? They be over there like, yo, she bending down. They bending down with her. They don't be bending down with niggas Bro, like that. Is that a jealousy thing, yo. dog? You want them to bend down with you, cuz? Like, what are you going Like, I don't, bruh. It's form, man. They're just trying to teach form. Like, yo. I mean, bro, there's no, like, that's insecurity talking. Yo, that's what that is. It might be. And, but I also have, I also have a history with a girl 
that the, a girl I've been who, who who didn't friend zone me, but I won't. I refuse to acknowledge that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I refuse she to try to put you in the friend zone. You just gotta keep on pushing and shit. But <laughs> but she she friends on me, and I know uh-huh. she got a crush on her like uh, waiter dude and shit. You know what I'm saying? The and waiter, so that, her waiter. Oh, whatever that dude. What's his name? What you call personal him? trainer? Trainer, but he be living weights. Oh man, he also serve her food. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm whatever. Who knows what the fuck he's serving? Her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hot dog, but bro. It's like it's a sore point. But they talked about yeah. that. And he talked about uh, how he absolutely, the dude said he absolutely won't, the trainer said he Because it messed up his clientele. Yeah, with the joint. But I feel like there's a lot of dudes who don't follow that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sure there aren't either. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm completely positive on that. But, you know, the biggest thing I got out of that episode was really what stuck out to me. And again, this is, you know, we got two different perspectives. You know, this is Golden coming from, he's single, he's been in relationships in the past versus me who's in this you know, I'm married, you know, I've been married for about half a decade now. I mean, half a decade sounds longer than five years for some That's reason. That's just hard. It sounds hard. So, That's yeah. what you said, right? <laughs> yeah, you said about the moment. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll put it that way. But, you know, and, and I've gone through this, you know, like whenever we first moved to Charlotte and then, you know, right, you know, even like right before the wedding. And then again, after the baby was born, you know, it's always trying to this push to try to get, you know, my wife into the gym. And, you know, she's just not a gym person, man. I mean, if you're if you're not a person who grew up wanting to exercise or, you know, or feeling some sort of release from exercises, it's a chore. It's not something that you want to do. And one thing that they that they touched on that really spoke to me or really stuck out was like being self-conscious and also like, you know, the confidence aspect of it. Because I think a lot of it is like, he mentions in this episode where, you know, his wife, uh, Kadeem, she wakes up and the first thing she does, she looks in the mirror and she, you know, just like takes this deep sigh and, you know, and he knows immediately that she's about to start, you know, complaining about how she looks in the mirror. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, you just had a baby, you know, you got to hit this gym, but she doesn't want to listen to him. And yeah. it's the exact same thing. And like, for me, I can't be like, yo, man, man, you just need to hit the gym. Cause you got to be sensitive to it. Cause I mean, you just had an entire baby. And I love this nigga's wife. But she knows she will black out on his ass if he say some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, man, he like, yo, it's shit, all eggshells. It's all ill. Like, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, you know, we bought a crib about four years ago, man. Whenever we moved in the house, man, we took out all the carpet and put eggshells down. So all I do is walk <laughs> on eggshells. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, that's such a dad joke. <laughs> that's, that's it, such who broke. a dad joke, <laughs> that, bro, yo, But that's 100% it, man. All it is is I just tiptoe around because, you know what I'm saying, I want a happy home, you know what I'm saying? Happy wife, happy life, happy oh, spouse, man, happy house. All the cliches, you know what I'm saying? But shit. but I mean, but that's 100 percent it, man. I mean, they become cliches for a reason, you know. Yeah, yeah. Things that aren't true don't become cliches. That's true. Like that's 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 the fact of the matter. And it's like for me, it's like she will complain about how she looks in clothes or whatever. And it's like me, I can't be like, well, you know what I'm saying? You lose some weight, you look better in the clothes. It's like, yo, you gotta be supportive because you know. I was there for, you know, the birth. And I mean, that was a different, um, that they also addressed that on a different podcast where they did a natural birth and me and my wife, we did a natural birth. And honestly, man, I felt like, I felt like, you know, I had come back from Vietnam after that shit, man. I felt like I needed a support group, you know, because that it's intense, man. The things that, you know, the female body goes through when they give birth. I mean, especially without an epidural or any any drugs to um, help them, uh, you know, deal with their pain. Like that's in, it's insane. And you yes. know, I was there when this entire person came out of her. And you know, I like I understand that. You know, you have to be sensitive to that. But at the same time, it's like you know, you're not happy with the way you look, and but I can't 
voice my opinion on that without you know coming off as an asshole. Yeah, like that, it just it just is what it is, and that's one thing that he mentioned. So one of the conclusions that they came to was that there comes a time where mentally the woman has to be prepared to like want to get her life back in order, want to get her body back in order, want to go to the gym, want to get a trainer and do these things, you know, but it sometimes it gets frustrating waiting for that time to come because in the meantime, before this time comes, you're still listening to all the negativity that they have about their body, you know, post birth. And you can't really say anything about it, but you got to take on that weight. You got to be like, yeah, you know, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. But you can't actually be like, yeah, but you know, if you went to the gym, you know what I'm saying? So what that episode told me is that in those moments you want to say some shit, you just got to find another nigga to, (laughs) <laughs> or a girl to be like, yo, text her, be like, yo, please text my wife and tell her to get her ass to the gym. Or blah, blah, blah. Because it's got to come from another person. Yeah. And, and they do have relationships. But that's the thing. I think that that happens too is that like we want to be everything for somebody that we love, but we can't be everything. You know what I'm saying? We can't be that all provider. But um, and, and another thing is, man, like all women aren't the same. I mean, you yeah. know, people are listening to this like, yeah, no, no shit, all women aren't the same, yeah. right? But like, I mean, the one thing with Amanda, man, she just like it literally has to be internalized in herself. Like this can't come from any outside source. This can't yeah. come from like another dude. It can't come from another female. It can't come from anybody but herself. She has to decide like she's ready to go back to the gym. Like, I mean, yeah. I can't have any, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't call like a female friend and be like, yo, invite Amanda to the gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, she's going she gonna to take that the wrong way and be like, yo, how the F is this bitch going to invite me to yeah, the gym? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just is what it is, yeah, yeah. you know? So, and I think that lack of, um, you know, just being able to communicate that is, um, I mean, it's something that they spoke about, but it's also, I mean, it's a real hindrance, you know what I mean? Because right. at, at, at some point, you just have to accept it, but that, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's like, so let's, let's, talk, let's talk about in general, like when we talk about the content of dead ass in general, um, how did you feel? How how compelling was the content from your perspective? I think it was good, man. I mean, it, it, I'd be more interested in hearing what you have to say because I mean, it, it doesn't apply as specifically to you as it does to me. Yeah, you know, because yeah. for me, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm married. I mean, I've lived a lot of these scenarios, but for you, it's like, you know, how much are you receiving it because you you're not really having to deal with it. Um, it's still compelling to me, like, uh, cause. Even though I don't have a desire to get married, you know what I'm saying? I always tell people I don't want to get married, but I'm not anti-marriage, if that makes sense. So it's like, I don't want to eat right now, you know what I'm saying? But I don't mean I don't never want to eat, you know what I'm saying? I just don't have the urge right now. But, um, and like, you know, marriage itself, I have some philosophical issues with. But regardless, I do enjoy learning about people and relationships. And there's different levels of relationships no matter what your marital status that you have with all kind of people, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. even, even though I'm not in a, uh, what's the word they be using? Committed relationship. Committed or... relationship, bro. Monogamous relationship. Yeah. Like, um, I still have relationships with women that, um, I would like to manage and you know what I'm saying? And I still am open and open to have, being in a committed relationship with somebody, you know what I'm saying? And I could still relate um, based on like a 
past serious relationship to what they were saying. So I think that's dope. Um, and it's just like, and also just being a, a good friend. Like I got a lot, I got friends who are starting to get married. Uh, I shouldn't, I don't know how, it's like, I got like three of y'all, but you know what I'm saying? But between you, between Zoe and I don't know, oh, my man Dante. Like, so uh, I want to be there because people generally come to me as a sounding board like my close friends is a sounding board either for advice or to, or to listen. So I feel like the more information I take in from podcasts like this or people and relationships, I can, I can, you know, get some, some guidance or some, some advice to folks. So I, I thought it was really entertaining, man. And I feel like it was uh, really useful. Um, like just in all relationships. Yeah. And one of the big things, I, I guess for me, it didn't come off as sterile for Amanda it did kind of but I mean Amanda is a little more cynical than I am yeah. where you know she sees things more as um you know in black and white instead of like the gray area like I could find something entertaining and without it being saccharine yeah. you know where she saccharine yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know what saccharine is. Is that like, like fake sugar? Uh, yeah, that's like overly sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, just too... this nigga be killing them with a fuck. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, but I mean, so you know, I can listen to it and appreciate it for what it is. Where Amanda's like, like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, they supposed to be the perfect couple or something. But she, she's a, she's significantly more critical than I am about these things. Yeah, you know. But for me, I was able to listen to it and take take the message for what it was without being you know caught up in any of the noise of it so i, I like i appreciated it initially you know i was kind of like man I'm, i really want to listen to these people talk about this but you know they they acknowledge their struggle and they acknowledge acknowledge the issues that they have but you know at the same time you know if if you're kind of jaded by the conversation you can go into it and really not get out of it what they expect just because like they're not really going back and forth on it i mean because any any conflict they have specifically on the podcast is resolved relatively within seconds i mean they because you know they they understand that they don't fight on the podcast which oh, is a good thing on the podcast yeah which yeah. is a good thing you know but at the same time I, I i don't know what the expectation is for other people for me it's like they've already resolved this issue so it's not worth rehashing i wouldn't want to listen to i mean to me, like you could be in a completely dysfunctional relationship and hate each other and, and have no chance of uh, ha- being in a successful marriage and still go to an event and seem like you're fine yeah. or still do a podcast and seem like you're fine. I, I expect them not to be able to handle that like and be cordial and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah, I, I didn't expect them to fight on the podcast yeah, either. I'm just yeah. saying that, you know, to some people, like it maybe it comes off as too, I don't want to say like goody two but like too perfect. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Where there's no, it doesn't seem like they had any like unsustainable obstacle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's not anything in their way that they couldn't See, overcome. I, yeah, I don't, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, I respect them for being as vulnerable as they were because, like, I know at one point they were literally talking about how they were in a terrible space and they literally thought they weren't going to make it. And I feel like that's one of those things that's seldom told like about um, relationships and, and marriages is that like though a lot of people get to that, those places often, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I know like depending on your childhood, different kids have different expectations of what marriage brings. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I know some parents, I feel like 
more so your parents, for example, I feel like they shielded you from a lot of like maybe bickering or or disagreements that they had. You know what I'm saying? Or and then there's some people who just don't have marriage at all in their upbringing. You know what I'm saying? And then for me, like I I just see like the dysfunction and the lack of respect within my parents' relationship. So like I feel like the fact that they could like talk about how they came um so close to like calling it the quits and how they were able to work it through. Now they didn't really go into details in terms of how like they were able to get back on a good footing, you know what I'm saying? But they at least show that after that first son was born, like it was really to a point where like, I don't care who you see, blah, blah, blah. But it also talked about how like that wasn't sustainable either. So I, I, I respect that from that perspective. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you bring up a good, lot of good points, but uh, there's something that we can um, take care of after the break. Gentle Lady Wash. G-N-T-L-E Lady Wash. So ladies, you don't want to be walking around with your poom poom all stanky. Nice. Take care of yourself. Go to G-N-T-L-E, Lady Wash. Google it. Click the links. Peace, love, blessings. Back from the break, like what? So, yo, that was terrible. I'm terrible. Terrible. I'm a, ter- I'm a terrible partner. You know what I'm saying? So that may be true. Like it is what it is. But this segment is shits and giggles. So, like sometimes, not all podcasts have this. You know what I'm saying? Um, but sometimes there's something that is just really, really funny. That goes on in the pod that catches um, your attention. So, like for me, like there there was an episode of Dead Ass where it was like things that about my partner or whatever. So they were going across, they were going over things about each other, um, and you know there were positive and negative things, which I, which I like about them. They're able to capture. But, like, the joint went for a turn where, like, uh, Duvall was like, Kadeem is a freak, right? And so he starts going, like, over, you know, reasons why she's a freak. But the funniest thing, that, that shit was funny, but it was okay. But, like, this nigga kept on saying, freak off. Like, she likes to freak off, like, the one the one. When we freak off, and I just was like, yo, who the fuck talks like this? I haven't heard motherfuckers talk about freak off since, like, Capone in, like, 1997 in War Report or something like that. Bro, that sound like 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 you got served or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, this, yo, this dude freaking off right yeah, now. Yeah, Like, one night we was freaking off, and I just was like, yo, y'all motherfuckers are both saying this shit. Y'all are really made for each other with y'all lame ass. Like... That shit was crazy, dog. Oh, it just man. felt them niggas just all of a sudden turned to like sixty in my mind. I was like, "Yo, what era are you from?" Talking about freaking off. So that shit just was hilarious to me. So that was like the funniest thing that like I saw. Was, was there anything in there that like made you laugh? 
that not necessarily made me laugh per se, man. But the biggest thing that stuck out to me was whenever there it was, I think it might've been the same episode, but they're talking about the culture clash because um, Kadeem is West Indian. Like her parents are from, you know, the West Indies and um, Duvall, Duvall, right? Yeah. He's, he's African-American. You know, he was talking about whenever he first met. black. Whatever, man. But it yeah, means he's yeah. from America. He's an African American. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? But he um, was I talking like about people it. only say African American when they're around white people. But I kind of feel like you got to make that distinction. You know what I'm saying it's not like oh, talking- that's true. Especially when you're dealing with two people who are black. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like we're talking about Charlize Theron that's or something. Very true. Man. That's you know? very true. Nuance. You, you got it. You win. Point <laughs> All right. Yeah. But either way, you know, whenever. He, but he was talking about when the first time he met her parents or whatever, but specifically her dad. And her dad was with her friends. And, you know, he with, was and that her dad was with his friend. Her dad was with her dad's friends. Yes. Just for clarification. Yeah. And they were just kind of, you know, kind of talking down on black Americans like, man, why are black Americans so lazy? You know, why won't they take this job, this job and that job? And a lot of it had to do with just the fact that, you know, they didn't understand the struggle that, you know, African-Americans had gone through from slavery up until this point. Like there's certain jobs that, you know, just off the strength of dignity that black people wouldn't do that they just didn't understand because they didn't understand the struggle, man. They didn't understand the relationship that black Americans had with white Americans because, you know, in the islands, you just grow up around people who look like you. You know, there may be colorism or whatever, but it's not the same type of racism that, you know, is in America. And that really stuck out to me because, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not from the island. I haven't even been to the island, Jim Zan. You been to the island, nigga? I haven't, man. I've been to Mexico, but it's not. Oh, it's definitely man. not the same, bro. You've never been to one island? I thought about going to Jamaica, but I think they're killing, like kidnapping, killing cats. I was like, nah, man. It's not. Oh, it's not necessary for me. They don't do that to them themselves. <laughs> nah, bro. They say, the most nah. Protected niggas. <laughs> nah, they're taking cats from the resorts. Whenever uh, I heard about that, they bro. Them from the resort. Nah, people man. are leaving the resorts. That's what I'm saying, man. They're going, they're going, they're going, they're going on these excursions it's, and not coming it's, back. It's quite easy to not leave the resort. <laughs> you just don't have to. You just don't be an idiot. Yeah, but even with that, man. I mean, you're not. You're not you leave the resort you, in Mexico. Yes. Oh. I drove the entire island it's of Cozumel, bro. Dangerous in fucking Mexico. Especially in Mexico City. You weren't in Mexico, Mexico bro, City. Bro, I was in Cozumel. Them niggas get kidnapped, bro. Like, That's like the hustle there. I drove the entire island to Cozumel. But you black. Man. I feel like when you in places that aren't black, where shit goes down, like Mexico and shit, I feel like they'd be like, oh, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't trying to kidnap this motherfucker. Unless you look like a rapper or some shit. They be figuring <laughs> like, these niggas ain't got enough money to get... Get this motherfucker. Yeah, they're like they're like, yo, this brother, this brother got costume jewelry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we can't get nothing for him. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucker, they call yeah. some ransom. It's like the dude be like, I was about to ask you for some money, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, nah, nah. I mean, I was like I said, I enjoy Cosmo, but I haven't, I haven't been to the islands yet, man. We yeah. had planned on going to Jamaica for the first time, actually, for a buddy of ours' wedding. Okay. You know, because I think they're having a destination wedding, so that'd be the first time we get to the Do island. Do I know this buddy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if he wants his name out on the airwaves or whatever, but his you know name what I will bleep that out yeah. if you know I'm saying it's necessary. But basically, I mean, that, that'd be the first time. But how many more there are in the world, bro? Like, <laughs> we we so off topic again, <laughs> anyway. Bringing it back, bringing it back. Ultimately, you know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it, was, it was just like the difference between you know, blacks who are Caribbean blacks and American blacks, and just like it, it's hard to like even think that black people who come to this country don't know the plight of the black American. And, but that's the case, yeah. you know? And I mean, whenever they're talking about that, 
it just it just kind of struck a nerve with me. It was like, oh, snap. say it, say it. That one, the one thing that Duvall said that that, that was hard. And what's that? The bar. What's it that? It was like you came here in the seventies because we fought in the forties, fifties, and sixties, so you can have the rights that you have here. Yeah, that was. When he said that, that joint, I felt that. I felt that shit in, in, in my in my soul. Yeah, because I was real. Like, they're living off our progress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Living off our struggle, man. They're like, the reason, like, some immigrants are able to come here and, you know, even have this cordial conversation with white folks is just because they've had to deal with black folks based off of, you know, what happened in the civil rights movement and everything leading up to that and, like, where we are now. And, again, like, that's not something I'd even consider i mean growing up in pittsburgh you know pittsburgh is a very very like non-diverse city man it's, it's white like, as fuck y'all yeah man it's just like i don't know if y'all ever been to pittsburgh i mean it's when you're in the city limits in certain hoods like i live in the hood in pittsburgh um, by choice yeah <laughs> and um like for example they just had a little league football game on the street today and it was lit you know what i'm saying black people everywhere but Generally speaking, though, Allegheny County, in which Pittsburgh sits, like, once you leave the city, it is white as a motherfucker. Like, if you Google Allegheny County demographics racially, I think it's 80% white, which makes it, like, the whitest county of all counties over a million people or something. So it's white as fuck here. So, yeah, that's a completely different experience. Yeah. And that's like because one joke I always say is like whenever people ask me about Pittsburgh, I'm like, you know, there's black people, there's white people and there's people who go to Carnegie Mellon. In Facts. Because like the only time you would see someone who was Asian or Indian. Or I miss any all other my descent. Puerto Ricans. We got a Puerto Rican homie on his way here. He had Puerto Rican, but he ain't from Pittsburgh. He's from Harrisburg. But like I grew up in Rochester, New York. Until I was 15, where I met this fucking schmuck that I'm looking at across. And Apparently, there's somebody behind me. Whatever, man. So, uh, but growing up in Rochester, it was a big Latino population. My mom was actually a Spanish teacher growing up. So, like, my, um, I used to go going to quinceañeras and being exposed. I used to I used to have a thing for Puerto Rican girls and all that. And now all that stuff was ripped away from me when I when I moved here at 15. So it, it definitely like the lack of diversity here is definitely different. But like another part was when they were talking about in another episode about how I think in high school it was like Flag Day, and yeah. he said oh, he had an American flag. Yeah, and he said in Brooklyn. And like growing up in New York, there's so many people who are derived from all those different yeah. islands and all that stuff. It's like, oh, you just black, like this kind of like yep. shutting down on. So that, yeah, that was an interesting uh, episode. Yeah, but I mean, it was interesting to it enough to the point that like I had to, I felt like I had to research even past that, you know, because you know we have a we have a mutual acquaintance, um, my homie Lita, who friend. Um, that's not an acquaintance. Yeah, I mean that's fair, man. That's not that's not homie, man. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. but I said the homie. You know what yeah, I'm saying, because yeah, we love Lita, man. Lita, man. We go, I normally say acquaintance when I'm trying to give myself some distance. That's that's when fair. When somebody man. about to do some dumb shit, I'm like, yeah, yeah that's an acquaintance. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> this nigga might do. You see that nigga on the news? I don't know that nigga. Yeah, that's fair. You yeah. know what I'm saying, but like you know what I'm saying, you know, Lita, man, she's the homie, man. We go back like car seats and spinal cords, man. She married our acquaintance, Mike. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
laugh. We just gonna laugh. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm, I'm playing Love around, man. Mike. Like that's my guy, man. Mike, Mike we is. We just a... went on a trip with Mike not too long ago. Yeah, man. Mike, Mike is that guy, man. We just, just don't be... fuck with his body wash. You be good. <laughs> 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 nah, man, we uh, nah, man, that's our guy, man. But you know, it was a, they had the dopest wedding ever, man. We'll just we'll leave it at that. But either way, you know what I'm saying? But Mike, Mike is from the island, so but like speaking of the trip that we had gone on, yeah, my Mike was just like seemed to be extra militant. You know what I'm saying? Because I've known Mike since like he seemed that way to you. To me, you know what I'm saying, uh, I but I mean, maybe it's because I'm the, extra militant. No, not not. I don't nah, think it was like that, man. Yeah. We, we we were at the Walmart. He's like, man, there's so many white people here. You know what uh, I'm saying? And he just kept on mentioning white uh, people. I'm just like, bro, man, it's fucking America. There's white people everywhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, um, it was in. You know, I've known Mike for years. I've known Mike since maybe like 2008, 2009, something like that. So you know, and it's a completely different Mike than I was used to. So I mean, it, it really threw me off. But um, whenever whenever I was listening to this episode about, you know, the culture clash between like Caribbean Americans and, you know, black Americans, I called uh, Lita and I was just like, Hey, you know, I just want to talk to you about that. See what the cultural differences are, this, that, and the third. And, you know, the things that she told me, it kind of seems like things that you would normally have independent of, you know, West Indian or Caribbean culture. It's just like, you know, he has overprotective sisters and a mother, you know, but what I really keyed in on or the thing that really stuck out to me was the fact that Mike, who, you know, was born in the islands, was raised in the islands, didn't come to America till he was in college, grew up around only black people. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you... Probably like, a few Chinese people in there. They'd be having Chinese people in them islands. But yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he didn't run into them. I don't yeah. know that for a fact. That's more Jamaica. He, yeah. he's so, from uh, Virgin Islands. Yeah, he's from St. Thomas. Yeah. So the biggest thing is, like, so for me... I was telling Golden earlier, like, bro, if you've never seen a star fruit, man, you can't identify it, man. And the reason I said that is because, like, for Mike, man, if you are only around black people growing up or people who predominantly look like you, when you come to a place that is, you know, just like a hotbed for racism, you don't really know what it looks like, man. You might think that people might be impolite, but you don't know that they don't like you because of the way you look. You know, so for a while, you know, whenever he came here for college, he wasn't really he thought he wasn't experiencing racism because he just didn't know what it looked like. But over time and as he got with Lita, who is, you know, a dark skinned queen herself, like she has, she, you know, she grew up in Pittsburgh and she's, she was dark skinned. She knows what racism looks like. She's a she's a black female. She experienced and, racism and colorism. Probably, exactly. You know, you know yeah. and that's something that she had tried to explain to him. But he didn't get it because, you know, it just you know, it, it was just a completely different Different so now reality, he you know, but I mean, but, you know, it's how he got it. Yeah. Right. So and again, like because whenever I knew him before they were dating all like that and, you know, he we, we just talked about bullshit, man. We just kind of talked about whatever. We like, oh, yeah, man, we married. You know, we got to pay bills. You know what I'm saying, you know, we turn off. We, we only put the AC at like, you know, 78, you know, so it's not on all night. Just things like that. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, whenever we go on this trip, you know, it's a completely different mic. There's militant mic. There's like Huey P. Newton mic. It's like, yo, I'm not trying to bang with these white people at all, right, Mike? And that was different from what I was used to. And I'm like... I fuck and, with Huey P, by the way. Yeah, but yeah. I, and I was talking to lead. I'm like, yo, do you like, what is that about? And she's like, well, you know, he hasn't really dealt with racism until recently and what it sounds like is like he did he didn't know he was dealing with racism until recently uh, so apparently like they had gone to dallas 
and they went to a restaurant. And whenever they came in, the hostess walking past all these open tables for two people and sat them in the back behind this big ass wall at a table made for five people. And they're like, well, you know what? Maybe they're not seeing people other anywhere else. Let's see what happens. So these two white women come in and they sit them right in the front at the tables that they just passed. Mm. And at that point, it clicked like, yo. I was racist, you know what I'm saying? Well, if you're going to experience anything, it's probably going to be in Texas. Yeah, more than like, well, Mississippi is not, not, you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, not, that's not far away. Where in Texas were they? Dallas? Uh, they're in Dallas. Okay. Yeah, so, and at that point, I think he just realized, like, wow, man, this, you know, this is different. Cause, I mean, at least I didn't send Kenny Stills to Dallas. <laughs> they, they sent him to Houston. Houston is actually, like, the most diverse place on earth. They just got... That the, well, I mean, the former owner was just racist, bro. They, well, they they had All Star Weekend there. You know what I'm saying they're good. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah. you know, just the idea of getting it all at once, man. You're you're a person who never really had to deal with racism to this degree. Again, you may have had to deal with colorism, but you hadn't had to deal with racism to this degree. Now, all of a sudden, you have to come to grips with it. I mean, because not only. Are you a black American now because you live here, your identity is here? You, I mean, you take up residence here, but your wife is 100% a black American. She grew up here, and there are people who are judging her based on the color of her skin. And not only that, but you're, you're going to have children with this individual who is going to be a black American, you know? So, I mean, you know, you're coming with that reality. So, I think that, like, what we found out on the trip is just like, you know, he was dealing with black outrage in a different way that we were. Cause I mean, we've been dealing with it for so long that, you know, it's a little more measured, you know, this is, this is getting real deep into it, but like, <laughs> yeah, you said he hadn't dealt with racism, but the interesting thing is, well, I'm saying he didn't know he was dealing with racism, but I'm talking about even on the Island. Yeah. Well, I said he might've been dealing with colorism, but no, listen to me, even on the Island, He's dealing with racism, but it's just interesting how racism works is when you don't have proximity to your oppressor, you don't realize that's what you're dealing with. Because if you know anything about Haiti, those islands and all that kind of stuff, in terms of the resources that they get and the resources that they've been deprived, they are getting raised. They are feeling racism, but they just aren't near their oppressor so therefore that whole awareness isn't there and it's almost kind of how it works in hoods within america you know you got concentrated pockets of poverty in these different neighborhoods and all we see is us and we we say like oh no y'all talking about the racism i'm just worried about this nigga across the street who might rob me or blah 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 you know what i'm saying it's just it's just fucked up how how that mentally how that works. On All right, so maybe, maybe we should have specified overt racism. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just I, I feel you. I feel what you were saying, but it's just it just rem, it just reminds when I think about a country like Haiti. Yeah, they dealing with hella racism, but they just ain't got no white people on the island to blame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the fucking world. You know, a, a conspiracy with France and all that kind of stuff and debt that keep them in this cycle. Um, so it's it's just interesting. And even when you look at like people who own like uh, the resorts and all that kind of stuff on those islands, that's a form of racism. You know what I'm saying? Those those people who have a capital to build these resorts that all these black people work at, but don't have equity in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's 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 it's, it's an interesting joint. But yeah, that, all that if this kind of conversation can come from a motherfucking podcast about two people in relationships, then you know it's a good podcast. Yeah. So, like, like, what would you say, like, um, on 
your overall conclusion. What, what would you say overall conclusion of, of this joint, man? I mean, overall, I mean, and honestly, I mean, there's something else that stuck out. So, I'm, I mean, and I don't want to just over overlook that because I mean, okay. they, they, they thought it was important enough to do an entire episode on it, you know, and the title of it was uh, literally dying to have a baby. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and Let's I, talk about it. Yeah, man, because that one spoke directly. Let's to talk me, about man. it, bro. Uh, I mean, on this talked one, about it a little bit, but yeah. Well, on this one, man, they brought in. Well, I mean, we were talking about the aftermath of having yeah, a baby. Yeah, this yeah. one actually got into like kind of the nitty gritty of it, and um, you know, they brought the midwife who helped them through the pregnancy, and I mean, it, it spoke directly to me because you know I, I have I have one daughter. And we actually went to a birthing center with a midwife. You know, we didn't go to the hospital and, um, you know, everything. I mean, it's it's just it's so much more intense, man. It's so much more involved. You're so much more active in the pregnancy. You know, I mean, you, you watch TV shows and, you know, they show like people in the hospital and, you know, it's always a joke like, oh, man, don't look under the under the blanket or whatever. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't look south of the equator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But, it, you know, it's a completely different feel, man. Whenever there's no drugs involved, it's just like, you know, it's you, your wife and, you know, these midwives trying to get this baby out. And, um, it, you know, whenever they spoke to the uh, mortality rate of black women specifically, how they're more likely to die giving birth than, you know, their white counterparts. I mean, you know, that's extremely more likely, like yeah, five times more likely. Exactly. Yeah. And then the crazy thing about that is it even it's, you know, it kind of speaks to the racism that you want to think about. I mean, you don't think about doctors like we were saying. as racist, yep. you yep. know what I mean? But there's there's white people who are doctors who are racist, who just don't see black people the same way they see white people. You or, know? or so they, they don't take the same type of care. You they know? Don't, and, and a lot of times they don't take our pain seriously. So when we say something's not right, you know what I'm saying? They overlook it because they feel like our pain tolerance is different or something. It's yeah, crazy. And, and again, and that's exactly why, you know, like white people are strong out on opioids. Yes, I remember you brought that up. I never thought about that. Say it, say it. Yeah, because basically, man, this whole opioid crisis is just is based out of racism, you know, because it's not so much why white people are strung out on opioids. It's why black people aren't as strung out on opioids. Yeah, because like black people get underprescribed painkillers whenever they're in pain because their pain isn't taken as seriously, I remember I had um, I had shoulder surgery to repair a torn rotator cuff, and then I had knee surgery to repair an ACL and meniscus. And I think I had the lowest dose of oxycodone that you could possibly get. Mm. And like another student who was in, because this happened when I was in college, they also had like a similar surgery. I think it may have just been a meniscus and not an ACL, and they had like. 10 times the dosage they were white. Of, yeah, uh, of oxycodone that I did, you know, but it was the same surgery. And that, and that motherfucker, I just seen that nigga on the block. <laughs> He's scratching on his neck over there. He offered me a hand job on the way here. You know what I'm saying? It fucking wild. Nah. No, it's not like that. Man. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they just sold them drugs man, after they did them. You know what I'm saying it was a couple of Jagermeisters and you know what I'm saying oxycodone, man. It was a good night. You know what I'm saying freshman year. But overall, man, that really has a lot to do with it. The fact that you know, like there are white doctors who aren't taking black pain seriously. That they're not prescribing what is probably the correct amount of, you know, uh, painkillers to black people that, you know, black people just weren't getting strung out on it the same as white people because white people are getting either, either over, over-prescribed or prescribed the correct amount, quote-unquote correct amount, 
And all of a sudden they become dependent, you know, just like they're not even feeling pain from the surgery anymore, but they're dependent on it. So they're still going to the doctor like, hey, I feel this pain. I need to get the I need to get these opioids or whatever. Yeah. And that's what I call motherfucking karma. I just saw that Chappelle special. Did you watch the Chappelle special? I haven't yet, man, because I'm married and I, everything that I watch, after watching my wife. So, I mean, Everything's I get good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got I to I gotta wait till she's in the mood to watch you it. You porn together, dude. Uh, we tried that before, man. It just it just wasn't the same, man. She's too critical of the women. Oh. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, she's just so lazy. She's not even throwing it back. I'm like, hey, but ain't like you, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> it's different, man. Like, I had an ex-girlfriend, man. Whenever we, like, me and her, we talked about porn before. We never watched it together. We talked about it, right? Yeah. And, you know, she's like, she's like, oh, well, I mean, you're, you're just watching porn to get off. I'm watching to learn stuff. And I'm like, yo, I appreciate That's that. That's actually a terrible way to learn stuff. <laughs> That's a fucking terrible place to work. Because so much of it's for show and not for pleasure. Yo, I understand, right? But keep in mind, man, at this point, we're in high school, man. We oh. might have been like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know is where you learn stuff, unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what it is. I mean, especially whenever you're, like, if you're in an environment that is, you know, complete abstinence. You know what I'm saying? Whenever they're teaching abstinence instead of, you know, safe sex or whatever, I mean, you know, where are you going to go to find this information? And unfortunately it's like the worst of places, right? So, but yeah, man, but I mean, I had a conversation with an ex-girlfriend and she was talking about, you know, like she she goes there and she learns different things of how she does like watching watching porn. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's nice, but you know, I only need like five minutes of this shit, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe less. Yeah. Give me two minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but no, but yeah, like I said, man, no, my wife, she's just, she's just, uh, she's just way too critical of the porn stars. Like, I will like, say, she ain't gotta do all that. I'm like, I mean, you know, I mean, are, it's your job. There are times where I can tell, like, I have a sexual partner that, like, I know she watches porn, <laughs> and I'm like, I like it because she be, you know what I mean, she be bringing a little, you know what I mean, little tricks. Little, I'm like, oh yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I digress. We digress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, but that I remember when you went through your, your experience and where it was rough. And we're not talking about porn, by the way. Yeah, we, no. we, we moved back. <laughs> yeah, to- we're <laughs> back. We're back to having a baby. And, yeah. you know, it's like you literally people literally like, yo, I literally can lose the love of my life, yeah. you know. And it's even more than that, man, because like seeing the amount of pain that your your significant other goes through, man. Nothing like, you can do about nothing it. Nothing you can do, man. Cause it's like I was I was as involved as you can possibly be as a husband without actually delivering a baby. Like, you know, cause um they have all these different positions that you try to that you can birth in, that you can deliver in to be comfortable, you know. And you know, I'm like it was it was just so bad because she's just screaming, you know, and I mean, it was too bad. It's so bad. It just brought tears in my eyes, you know, and I'm looking um, and I'm just it, it's just crazy, man. It's like I feel like I had to go to like a support group after this happened. I'm like, man, I need to talk to other dudes who watch this happen because like, you know, not only was I, I was holding her hand. I was literally like in the bed with her while she's trying to give birth, you know, holding her hand. But like the way she was positioned, because at the birthing center, it was like they try to make it as homey as possible. So it actually looked like a really upscale house and like a room in a house that she delivered in. So in this in this specific room, while we were in the bed and she was delivering, I was able to look back into the mirror and I saw the baby coming out while I was looking in the mirror while I was holding her hand. And, you know, I'm trying to coach her through all the pain and everything. 
And you know, then I look down, and I just see all his blood come out, and it was oh, just like, and you know, at that point, I'm just like, that, you know, you don't know what to think, man, because because yeah. like earlier in the day, like we're next, we're in a room next to someone else who was giving birth, and she, you know, it just sounded like they were going through it. There was like some of the midwives had to leave our room to go to her room, and I actually found out later on because there were they have this um this like uh. Newsletter or something? Not newsletter, uh, but it's, it's it's an event for uh, you know people who've had their children at this birthing center, and it was called Dads and Bags, where you know the dads of um the children who were born at the birthing center come and they play like uh what's that what's the game that white people play where they throw the bag hacky sack not hacky sack it's one that you, cornhole. cornhole they be like playing cornhole and you drink beer whatever I was thinking it, I was thinking the cornhole the whole time <laughs> I don't even know what hacky sack is funny <laughs> yeah man it's like juggling with your feet I guess. oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah but. Basically, you know, and I actually ran into the guy whose wife was delivering next to ours. And I was like, bro, I'm, I'm like, you look familiar. Why do I know you? He's like, well, you know, we gave birth on June 4th. I was like, my daughter was born on June 4th. She like, he was like, we're in the bedroom right next to yours. And I was like, yeah, man, um, I heard, you know, a lot. And it seemed like a lot was going. He's like, yeah, man, my wife almost died. You know, he's like, she turned pale and she just passed out. We thought we were going to have to go to the hospital. We are going to call an ambulance because she was unresponsive. And, you and know, they said a couple of prayers. Well, I mean, and they touched her. She popped up. It wasn't the prayers that got her up. But, you know, ultimately everything was all right because, you know, obviously he was there playing cornhole. Yeah. You know, with his, with his daughter and a baby bro. Bjorn strapped to his chest. But yeah, man. And, you know, that just brings everything into perspective. Like, yo, people. Women die giving life, you know, and that, you know, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's, that's hard to wrap your mind that's around. That's why if I ever make a baby, I'm going to be an absentee father. I'm not going to be for all that bullshit. <laughs> all right, man, you know what, man? That, that, sounds, that, that, that sounds like an uh, excellent note to, to take this break on, man. We'll, we'll catch you, uh, we'll catch you after the break, all right? Gentle Lady Wash. G-N-T-L-E Lady Wash. So, ladies, you don't want to be walking around with your poom poom all stanky. Nice. Take care of yourself. Go to G N T L E Lady Wash. Google it. Click the links. Peace, love, blessings. So we was talking about your experience and more importantly, your wife's experience bringing your beautiful daughter in the world and all the things you've seen. Do you do you legit think you had like you PTSD, bro? Not PTSD, man. I mean, I know initially I was like, you know, there's, there's some things you can't unsee, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like seeing somebody get hit by a car, you're like, oh shit, yo, that just happened, right? But um, it was just like that, man. It was a moment, because ultimately that moment was unlike <laughs> someone getting hit by a car. You know, that moment was followed by something beautiful. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, after all that pain, all that suffering, you know, because, I mean, you know, I feel like she labored, I want to say for like 13, 14 hours or something like that. After all that was said and done, man, we had, you know, beautiful little person who, you know what I'm saying, was completely dependent and reliant on us. So all that wiped away quickly, you know. Yeah. Whenever I had to revisit it and rethink about it, you know, 
it you know it kind of brought it back all up but ultimately that's not something i had to worry about i could still walk i could still pee the same you know what i'm saying i you know nothing physically changed with me i might have gained a little weight through the process you yes. know but physically it it didn't happen to me you know mentally seeing that you i mean you can put that in the back of your mind you can't unsee it but you can put it in the back of your mind at least you know for for your wife's sake so i mean i know that there were things that physically amanda had to kind of adjust to for for you know weeks or you know months where you know i didn't have to do that you know because you know after you know my paternity leave was up you know after i ran out of sick days i was back at work hey salutes salute to you for having paternity leave you know what i mean er, er, everybody I mean, don't get that I, I called it paternity leave it's just i had like six sick days oh you my name I, yeah. <laughs> I had to leave you know what I mean? but uh you know i was i would have surprised if north carolina would have had fraternity uh I right. leave on the books, you man. Know that's a, that's a company specific thing, man. That's not necessarily there's certain some states state. though. I mean, but there's some companies that do it probably in North Carolina, but you yeah. mean, I don't work at one of those companies. Yeah, yeah, you know. But like I said, man, ultimately, man, it was it was a it was a great experience, man. I mean, it made me appreciate my wife significantly more, um, and made me appreciate the entire process a lot more. But um, you know, ultimately, you get back to reality and you argue about dumb stuff <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that, 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 that's really where it comes back to yeah that's interesting I, I guess maybe that's like the almost the world you know like a true depiction of the world when we think about like childbirth like how ugly how hard it is but then how beautiful something is created that's a lot of you know when you look at life in its totality i feel like sometimes we focus you know, too much on one end or the other end, but it's all part of the, part of the big picture, you know, all the pain, all the suffering, all that kind of stuff. But in order to bring something that's beautiful and joyful, like you got to go through that. Yeah, you know man. I mean? it's, it's like um, that Maxwell song. I mean, I know he, it was someone else's song first that he covered, but a woman's work. Oh, I didn't know he covered that. Yeah, he covered that. It was, a, a, I think it was a- I just brought up that song the other day because- for whatever reason, I was like, I want to hear that song that starts with wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And Shorty couldn't couldn't understand what song I was talking about. You know what I mean? Not because I'm tone deaf, but because her ears just wasn't nah, on man, point. Do you know what I mean? Mind you be do what you've been doing. The way that song bit. starts is so fucking beautiful, man. I love it, man. Yeah, man. Like it's a it's a great song, man. And like that's that's like emblematic of you know everything that we kind of had to go through man i mean like i've listened to the song before it was a beautiful song but you know to kind of live it it's like i mean it just kind of gives you a different feeling because you don't you listen to the words but they don't mean the same i actually don't listen to the words i don't know one word that maxwell actually says on most of his (laughs) song because like you know to me that's just like a joint that i might throw up on my like Sexless, you know what I'm saying? I ain't worried right, about. Like, yo, like understand what you're having sex to now, right? Yeah, it, that's terrible. I would never want to do it again because that's the last thing I want to think about. Is a baby. I don't listen to like when it comes to like singers. <laughs> who have like real soft voices. Yeah. I never listen to nothing they say. I love Coldplay. 
I, I only know about seven words in the motherfuckers be saying. You know? <laughs> like, I just be, this is like a vibe. That's why I'm cool with mumble rap sometimes. It's like, you don't got to understand what they're saying. <laughs> you don't need to understand what yeah. they're saying. But yeah, salute to Maxwell. Hopefully we don't get sued for throwing that little sample in there. But hey, man, it was, it was short enough that I think we might be all right, bro. Hey, I plan on suing the podcast after it blows up. You know what I mean? <laughs> to get my royalties. I got a double dip. Yeah, you know what I mean? Good, <laughs> nah, man, but uh, ultimately, man, because, you know, the whole song is about, you know, just how close a woman comes to dying to give birth. And, I mean, meanwhile, you have a sex to it. I mean, yeah. it's just kind of weird in hindsight. I mean, well, you know, there's <laughs> different points when you have a, when she's having sex with me. You know what I mean, she yeah. might think she's going to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yo, from board on yo, come on. Come on. What are we talking about here, bro? <laughs> hey, yo, we're going to do one episode. We just got to figure out. We're gonna do one episode to just just have all the women I have had sex with just come <laughs> in here and, and talk shit and complain. Like, what are you talking about? No, man, man. Like, see my praises, man. <laughs> yeah, man, she be like, "Yo, I'm the reason he got a beard." You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> oh shit, that might be true. That's why she's gonna sing my praises. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yo, what the hell were we talking about, <laughs> man? <laughs> This is why our podcast is the best podcast, oh, nigga. Man. Well, we ain't reviewing ourselves yet, man. Let's get back on top. All right. So let's talk about the usefulness of this podcast. Because some podcasts are entertaining, and they are not useful at all. Some other ones are the opposite. So on a scale from GPS to Instagram, how useful is this fucking podcast? Yo, that is Dead a ass. really, really unclear metaphor. <laughs> you know like, because both of them are relatively useful, right? I mean, I guess GPS. Instagram is not useful, bro. Man, I'm sorry. Are you out here trying to market shit? You know what I'm saying? You, I mean, bro, it depending on who you are, Instagram is extremely useful. Instagram is not useful, bro. Instagram is very useful, especially like, yo, that's the way you keep in contact with people without actually having to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, nigga, that's bro, Facebook, man, if anything. My, my man, I was literally at my barber, like, who I go to one time a year. Exactly. And I like this shit. I was like, bro, you went on a vacation recently, man. He's like, yeah, man, it was cool. I knew that because of Instagram. That's how you keep in contact with people without actually having to, uh, like, do the work uh, and keep in okay, contact with Okay, okay, my nigga. Well, let's just all agree that GPS is goddamn one of the most useful things in, in our era of life. Fair. 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 So what is the the non-useful thing that we should fucking use. What's the scale? Because this is going to be a segment. Paperweight. A paperweight is useful. It's in the name. Yeah, but anything could be a paperweight. Your phone could be a paperweight. Uh, Your cup could be a paperweight. You know what I'm saying? Your mouse could be a paperweight. Anything could be a paperweight. Like, uh, if you you go out and buy a paperweight, like, for what? That, yo, you got a good fucking point, That's bro. what I'm saying, man. The people ain't going to understand that on future episodes. <laughs> and they're going to they gonna be coming out of second and be like, yo, why y'all saying paperweight? They're, you know they're, like, they're like, bro, man, I got my fan in my office and my papers go all over the place hey, with my paperweight. My nigga, let's put paperweights out of business, nigga. <laughs> Except for it, I'm going to make that part of my merch. I'm about to make some, I'm going to make some FRH, FRH paperweight. paperweight. <laughs> it's going to be a big ass number one, you know what I mean, the finger. Yeah. Oh, man. I, so on a scale from GPS to paperweight, uh, how do you how do you uh, how useful is this 
uh, podcast in your real life? Man, I think that's probably, I'm guessing that's the one to 10, GPS being 10, paper weight being one. I say it's more, I mean, it's less than, it's definitely less than a 10. And again, it's very specific to who you are. Like for someone like me, I feel like it's useful in the fact that it can start a conversation. Like if I turn that on while me and my wife are in the car and she listens to Hold it. up, you got a whole wife, nigga. I'm saying, yeah, man. Hey, bro. I've, I've had one for like want, five years, bro. You, you, want, were, you were there. You're the best man. You wanted this wife, man, like since we was young, nigga. Bro, don't say that. You that's, have, not, that's not completely true. You have, what I was, I was, I was, you know, I was definitely playing the field in college, bro. I'm saying you wanted a wife. Bro, I mean, at some point, you know I'm saying? just saying at you knew that point. at a young age, bro. I mean, yo, you, and you knew you knew you wanted a kid at bro, a young age. You want what you see, and I mean, that's just it. Just is what it is, man. I mean, well, I, I man, you saw a different shit. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm just fact. saying, like you know, my parents, you know, they were married. I never seen. But I just want to salute. You. I just want to salute you. You got a whole wife. Yeah. You've been married a whole five years, a whole yeah. half a decade. Uh-huh. You made a whole baby. Y'all bought a whole house together. Y'all moved yeah. to a whole new city together. Yep. Salute to oh, you, dog. Hold, hold, hold on the state, bro. See, and that's not even a slow clap, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, that was a real clap. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wish I had my niggas in here like Nori be having his niggas all up in his podcast. Yeah. Be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, man, I'm th- I was thrown off. But it's usefulness. All right, so regarding the usefulness, man, like I said, for someone like me, man, it's useful because it gets our conversations, man. Like tough conversations. Give it a rating, bro. Bro, like I said, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to explain. The fuck the is rating. this a podcast? Bro, I already said it's like an eight. Nigga, I said it's like an eight. Man. Oh, I, mean, I didn't saying. hear like, it. Could I be... didn't hear it. Did y'all hear the eight? Because I didn't hear the eight. Did hey, y'all all right, we're gonna y'all tweet us. I still ain't even create the the Instagram handle and none of that shit yet, so it's I can't fine, even bro. tell y'all what the handle. You got time. But yeah, tweet us. Um, yeah, but but ultimately, like I said, man, it's not it's not as important as GPS. But specifically for like a cat like you, I mean, what what use does it really have except to tell you about some shit that you really have no ambition of entering? I mean, am I wrong about that? It's useful because I just I I don't. At the end of the day, the way I look at things. Is relationships are relationships. Whatever title that we want to put on it, you know. Nah, bro, you literally just sent me like a screenshot of somebody Facebook status that said married or single, (laughs) and this person's in a relationship. So I mean, I I, is that really how you want to play it, bro? Bro, that is irrelevant to what I'm saying. It's irrelevant. (laughs) Is it though? (laughs) That's irrelevant. Is it though? It's irrelevant, bro. (laughs) All I'm saying is relationships are relationships, and you, that actually was, yeah, that was a good argument you just put up. Yeah, you know I mean, because that is definitely a contradiction. But I think it still can be useful, like for me, because to me, it's just like whether you and your partner are married or not, that doesn't speak to the level of commitment that you have for each other. So it, this is um, an experience that's shared of with two people who are in a committed relationship. And I could benefit from that. Um, I don't have a, I'm not in a committed relationship now, so that takes down the usefulness. Um, But you know, I give it a good like five, you know what I mean? It's a good five for me. So somewhere between a paperweight and and GPS, you know what I mean? Like smack dab in the middle. I don't know what item that is, you know? I don't know, man, maybe that's like photo texting or something, like sending nudes. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, that's... No. You know what it is? What's that? It's a napkin. Man, I feel like we're like just really cross-pollinating this thing, right? A napkin is right in the middle because a napkin has a purpose for sure. But... You got paper towels. Yeah, but here Do we you go. really need a fucking napkin? But here's the thing, right? So we're sitting here talking, of, we're comparing like technology to office supplies, right? <laughs> it should really be like, you know, a paperweight, <laughs> a paper clip, and then like a stapler. Well, I tried to keep you know it saying? technology with my original one. When I was like GPS versus Instagram. Because those are both if that's a, apps if the, in your right, phone. Well, if that's the case, then like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it should be, you know, USB mouse. I mean, which, which gives you the assumption that you have a laptop, which means that you don't oh, actually need it. No, no, no. How about this? GPS to Pokemon Go. I mean, that depends who you are, man. Pokemon, Pokemon Go is not useful to anybody's Bro, life. Pokemon might be life to catch. You know what I'm saying? You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know people. <laughs> Bro, man, yo, I didn't even tell you, man. Like the one time a couple of years ago, me and Amanda, we went on this um, we went on this Pokemon day. Go. Nah, right. man. That, nah, this is the first time we actually found out about Pokemon Go, man. We went on a scavenger hunt. Like, it was a couple scavenger hunt. And while we were, you know... This was before you were married? I don't know. Y'all should do that again. That sounds like fun. I don't know. I don't know if it was before we were married, but... I know I'm the type. I would find somewhere to fuck. That's not where we're going with that. Uh, but anyway, so while we were looking for clues, man, there were people Damn, my mom walking. definitely ain't listening to this. There was people now. just walking around and we're like, yo, what are they doing? And they're like, yo, there's a there's a squirtle. And I'm like, huh? Speaking of fucking talking about squirtle. Oh, yikes, yeah, man. That's actually, <laughs> that's actually the name of a Pokemon. You know, oh. Man? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, man, this dude's uh this dude's She's uh, a squirtle. <laughs> or she's a Blastoise, and which is another which is another Pokemon. That's crazy. Like, but nah, they're playing Pokemon. But that could be life to some people, man. My ne- my like, nephew just downloaded Pokemon Go on my fucking phone. I think he typed it in. This motherfucker is not even in kindergarten yet. Yo, Niggas bro. get smart when it comes to some shit they want to do. Man, just tell this dude not to Google Squirtle. Yo, <laughs> I'm about to That's Google it, Squirtle. Yeah. That sounds like a porn name. Bro, man, you're going to just see, like, you know what I'm saying, the cutest little leaf animal that just happens to have water guns on its back. Oh, it is cute. Oh, <laughs> Is this my hood ass put in D for Squirtle? Wow. Uh, something happened, but it is what it is. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, man, um, I don't know. We can find, we probably find a better, better metaphor for this. All right. Regardless, pod conclusions. Conclusion, definitely a good listen, man. Apparently, they have it broken down into seasons. They only have season one on there uh, right now. I did not uh, check to see how many episodes it is. We listened to five of them, but there were yeah. still, you know, more episodes before that that we didn't listen to. And, you know, I think if you're a person in a relationship and, you know, you kind of have some problems with the relationship and you kind of want to see how or listen to how other people deal with it. I think this is a very useful podcast for you. I think it's very helpful. I really think that they have really good insight. But the biggest thing that it always always comes down to is communication. It always like they always say like, well, you know, since we're able to talk to each other and tell each other our feelings or our emotions or how we feel about stuff, that's why we're able to, you know, kind of come to these conclusions or whatever. So, I mean, I guess, you know, you could kind of forego the podcast and just talk to a significant other. But I mean, if you want to hear other people kind of talk it out and see what they went through, this is a really good podcast for you. So, I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would listen to it again. I mean, odds are, I don't know if I do. Yeah. 
I don't know if I because we got a fucking job to do. Our job is listening to these other motherfucking podcasts. True. So you know what I mean? We might not get an opportunity to, but I got my whole relationship to live through. You know what I'm saying? I want to live through somebody else. And I got like 17 relationships. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what you calling them, bro? Relationships? I mean, whatever. That's, nah, a really, that's, that's definitely not what I'm calling. That's a, that's a really loose definition of relationship. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when people ask me if I, I if, if like yo, who's your significant other? I'm like, I just got a few insignificant others. That's my right. <laughs> shout out to my lovers, man. No, nah, but like for real, it's a, it's a good podcast, man. I definitely listen to it again if I was someone else. Like I would definitely suggest it to people, specifically people who are married who think that you know they're going through some some things that other people have never gone through. This is great for them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it's always because the one thing about this podcast is that it normalizes like issues that you have in relationships. Cause a lot of times you'll go through relationships, you'll have these problems and you'll be like, dang man, you know, I don't think I could deal with this. But whenever you listen to them talking like, oh shit, I'm going through the same thing. And you realize that this is normal. I mean, one thing that, you know, relationships are hard, man. People think they're supposed to be easy. That's why people break up. That's why, like, the divorce rate is, like, 50% or something, because people think they're supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be work. And, like, people don't talk to enough other individuals in relationships to understand that they have to do the work to to keep everything together. And listen to a podcast like this. It normalizes your issues. It lets you know that other people go through the same thing, and they overcome these obstacles. So I think there's a very, very useful podcast for people who are in relationships people who think that they're in they have problems that they can't overcome or you know they're in relationships or they don't know that it should be difficult they don't know that it's work this is a great podcast for that and i think that um you know i would would definitely recommend it to anyone who told me like you know like man you know me and my wife are going through this or me and my girl going through this man i don't think i can make it because this that and the third man i think that this is a very good um this podcast is a very good example of you know you having to face problems head on and just kind of talk your way through them or work your way through them and know if the relationship is worth salvaging. it's also good for people who think they're completely happy in a relationship because it gives them like an idea of what kind of things that could that they could face in the future. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Definitely. Because I think that's uh, what a lot of people don't actually come across when they're actually in a relationship. They don't realize like ways that it can go wrong. I always, I always tell people, you were an example of this, but other people, I was like, yo, I just, when you take that step of moving in together, you know what I'm saying? Like in a relationship, that's a whole nother aspect, you know what I'm saying? And I can make or break a relationship, you know what I'm saying? So like this stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. I found it entertainment, especially as somebody who's single. It actually makes me think too, want to be like, there's n- nobody who highlights the issues that single motherfuckers go through. Cause like, it do be like, especially when you out here trying to like, I mean, those things are like self-inflicted though, bro. It might, it, it might be self-inflicted. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. It's just like, there's, even courting women, like in the time that you waste and the ego things that you like that aren't really worth it. Like sometimes, you're like yo, was it really worth this just to stroke my ego? Like there's just a lot of things. I think people like in relationships or especially married people, married men, when when they come across a, a like a single dude, they just like try to like paint that single shit like it's all fucking glory. Nah, it's some bullshit being single out here too, man. All the fucking time, money that's fucking wasted on 
you know, bullshit. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. But I, I think like um, how do you feel about like our first official podcast? Like this this was some time. We spent a good a good amount of time talking about this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more swearing than I expected. You know, my mom I swear a lot, bro. My mom's definitely not listening to this. And I think she was really excited to hear it. Um, she'll probably turn off after the first four or five minutes. Um, oh, Brenda, I, so I need to say, I need to start one episode, op episode, and I just need to shout her out in the beginning so she listens to it, and then I'm, I'm going to just let her I don't know the that But way. you were the one talking about head in the first in the first joint, so that's your fault. You took bro, it there. Man, you bringing up old stuff? Oh, I'm bringing up old stuff. <laughs> you wrote. Like that I happened said, three hours ago. Like I said, man, this is relationships. You know what I mean? You're bringing up old stuff. Yeah, up even old with stuff, even bro. amongst homies, yo, we be going through shit. But uh, I appreciate y'all for um, tuning in. If y'all can do me a favor, how did y'all feel about this episode? Is there something we can do better? Um, how do do y'all listen? Have y'all listened to the Dead Ass Pack podcast? And if you have, are our uh, sentiments correct? Did you did you was you vibing with us? If you haven't and you want to start listening to us, please like let us know if, if you feel the same way as you're going through their episodes, and we will actually play your shit on here. Like so, we'll play your shit on the next episode or the next couple episodes. We like to get feedback from y'all. So if there's another podcast we should tune into, let us know. Just just let us know. We appreciate y'all for listening. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Love y'all. Peace and one love. We out. Later, everybody. One.